Welcome to the Financial Liberty Podcast. Until you wake up from the American dream, financial uncertainty will be your American reality. Join Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto and their guest as they explore how you can attain financial liberty by uncovering truths that have been kept secret for decades. Have you ever played a game and didn't know the rules? How can you ever win? Learn the rules to the game and in turn, learn how to win. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Financial Liberty Project with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? No, no complaints. It's just another beautiful uh, week here in Southwest U.S., Vegas and the Orange County um, Empire. The Orange County Empire. Sam, ruling over that Orange County Empire, how are you? Hey, I'm just rocking and rolling. Couldn't be happier. Nice, nice, (laughs) nice, nice. Now, I know there's a smile on my face when I was saying that. That's right. I could hear it in your voice. So I, I hear there's been some travel. I hear there's a little bit of fatigue going on, but you guys are always so excited about this show. We are amped. Amped. We are amped. Yes. Is, is that a is that a brand name that you're using? Amp? No. No. no okay. It's, uh, just, just it's, sure. it's a term that's been around human civilization for quite a while. And um so if you haven't heard of it, you've heard it here. Heard right of it. Financial yeah. Liberty Project Podcast. All right. So what are you guys talking about today? Yeah, we, we've got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about, but uh, you know us, we uh, we can continue to keep talking about anything, but um, you know, you bring up butterflies, we'll talk about butterflies, but today we're going to be talking about more stuff that relates to individuals out there and, and how they can end up waking up and not having to worry about money. And this one happens to be kind of like a derivative of what we've been experiencing through our tenure doing this stuff. And you know, it's interesting because is that we talk to people so many times and they always tell us all the great things, right? Everyone wants to tell you, you know, how much money they made and and their performance and they're rocking and rolling and they want to talk to you about uh, all these really good things about what's going on in their life. You take a look at Facebook and it's very rare that a lot of individuals say anything bad about, you know, they post a photo of themselves by them, you know, by themselves um, having dinner by themselves or what have you. It's always uppity, which is great. It's a, it's a you know, a very optimistic society. But um, yeah, you don't you don't see people post. Hey, here I am having dinner all by myself because I'm a loser. I can't <laughs> find a friend to come out with me to have dinner. So yeah, um, yeah, and and sometimes I mean I like eating dinner by myself because it gets I get, I get a <laughs> so I, you're the one. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. <laughs> you're the one out there all by yourself, huh? Okay, you know, but it's it's just interesting because you look at things and 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 what we've you know from the window we're looking through is that you'll oftentimes see people always say life is great in retirement. But in reality, there's a really large amount of individuals that aren't necessarily going to tell you exactly what they're doing in retirement and how great or not so great retirement is. So today's podcast is going to be focusing on the things that retirees ain't going to tell you. And there's quite a few, you know, there's quite a few. And 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 it makes a lot of sense, right, Coz? Because, um, you know, a lot of times people get into a position where maybe they're forced into retirement or they had to, uh, they had to leave their particular position. Uh, they, they, they actually force themselves out or maybe it was a family problem and or physical mm-hmm. ailment. And so they weren't necessarily prepared for retirement. And as a result, they, they, you know, they, they kind of straggle along and, and hope that things work out for them. In many cases, as we know, it, it does work out and that a lot of people are actually surprised 
when they they receive their numbers and they find out, wow, I can actually I can actually uh, um, have a, a great life in retirement. I did everything correct uh, by happenstance, but for the most part, there's a lot of things that we've discovered that people just aren't going to tell you. And, and uh, this is through some research and from talking to our our own clients as well as doing research on the net, and we found out that hey man, there's quite a few, and I, I don't think we have a, a a long enough time to go ahead and go over all of it, but we're going to go ahead and start with number one. What do you think? What do I think is number one? Is that what yeah. you're asking? Yeah. What do you think is number one? Gosh. Um, well, you know, it's all, it's number one. It's, it's it's a very broad thing. It's called spending, um, uncontrolled spending. And from there, you can probably you know spend three hours uh, listing all the reasons why people overspend. Um, yeah. They well, uh, you know it has a lot to do with it. Probably near the top of that that list. You know, whether it's alcohol or drugs, but you know that that we've we've. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think Sam. You know, we we've we've met people that had that those issues, and it's very very hard for them to come out and you know confront it. So it it, it tends to remain hidden, and you know, it manifests itself in in ways that would be very hard to, to determine that uh, substance abuse is behind the uh, the spending habits. But that that's I don't know if that's number one, but that's one of the things that certainly comes to mind first. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're pretty close because it leads to, that's a symptom that typically leads to what number one is. And that's the fact that people aren't going to tell you who are, in, who are retired that, hey, we're broke. You know, not many people that are retired will actually admit that they're broke. You know, a lot of people are struggling out there. Uh, there's 10,000 boomers. This is an interesting stat. You know, 10,000 boomers over the next 17 years turned 62. That's a lot, man. There's more retirees out there than ever before. And and again, many of them were forced out of work. Many of them were were put in a position of physical ailment, and they just couldn't work any longer. And it's interesting that 15% of the 65 people, uh, people over 65 years old, that's 6%, uh, I'm sorry, six. that's 15%, that's 6 million people live in poverty. You know, So you look at people that are above the age of 65, 15% of them live in poverty. And, you know, it's, it's pretty sad when you take a look at it. And, and we've run into a lot of individuals, Coz, and you know, we speak with them. We have these conversations with them. And, 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 and I know you and I, we're on that same page. And, uh, you know, we'll kind of like just look at each other while we're going through the whole process. And we're, 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 uh, we're getting some information and some data. We're collecting the data. And you and I, we kind of have this look going, oh, man. What happened during their life? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That- yeah. What'd you do over the last 40 years of your life, man? Right. You know? we, we understand and we sympathize. You know, sometimes things happen. I mean, we a lot of times these things that happen are out of our control. They're caused by other people. You know, we can try to do everything right in life and still, um, you know, um, some tough things come along the way. And, and so you have to deal with it. But still, the fact is, you know, if you've, if you've worked 40 years of your life and you've been making a decent income and here you are, you know, you're you're now being forced to hand that um, doesn't allow you to, you know, continue working or find another job uh, because of your age and, and your marketability. And so you are literally forced into um, not working and, and trying to find a way to still pay for your, your living expenses. And, and you just don't have the preparation there to sustain yourself. It's a question that, you know, like Sam said, you know, we, we, we look at each other because we're on the same page thinking the same thoughts. What happened? I mean, how did, how did it come to this where, you know, a person for 40 years working, making a good salary has nothing to show for it, but it's commonplace. And, um, you know, we like to say a lot of times it's not really your fault because 
our education system, um, our family system often, uh, whatever it is that is part of our lives doesn't teach us um, the right uh, values of money and the right habits to have from a from an early young age to um, you know to make it so that when we get to the uh, the typical age of um, having to leave work that you have everything lined up and and you can continue to sustain yourself it's it's tough I mean I, th- I think you know in a lot of ways you could say yeah it's it's not my fault that I'm in this situation I just did the best that I could uh, but that's part you know that's a big big reason why we exist um, doing this podcast and and going out to educate people, um, you know, sometimes <laughs> really just, you know, person to person, um, and, and very often the case per, you know, us talking to a large group of people is that there are many things that can be, um, done from an early age to prevent that sort of scenario. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard, it, it, it's it's, hard it's people troubling. To that, that, you know, crap happened. And a lot of times, right, Sam, they're, they're ashamed. They feel embarrassed and, you know, it's kind of sad to see that, but, um, you know, the, the harsh reality of math and money is that they only operate in one way. It's it's a law of physics. They operate one way. They can't be twisted. You can't lie to numbers. You can't lie to math. Um, they will operate. And if you don't work within the constraints of physics and math, you know, your reality at a late life can be, you know, it can be pretty tough to to handle and accept. So. Yeah, prepare, guys. Ladies. You know, you look at it. You look at it, and you have uh, yeah people that are the age of fifty-five and older. Nearly sixty percent have saved less than a hundred thousand dollars for retirement. I mean, that's that, that's pretty sad. And and you look at it, and I, I know a lot of people that I've spoken to and that Coza spoken to is, you know, we're just sitting down and we're just having ca- casual conversations. And a lot of times, people, you know, they'll, they'll kind of spit out what their retirement plan is really quickly because the retirement plan is very simple. It's basically Social Security. And they've done their research and they figured out how much in Social Security they're going to receive and that's what they're going to get. And, you know, you, you take a look at, at, at uh, the average monthly benefit of Social Security. It's, it's what, about under 1300 1290 and, and there's a lot of people that really require Social Security to supplement their retirement. They need it. And if without it, they wouldn't be able to retire. And so it's it's a it's a it's a phenomenon but unfortunately it's the reality and and again like what Coast had indicated there's a lot of things that happened in the past of our lives you know the last 40 50 60 years whatever it may be that have contributed to it and a lot of it has a lot to do with 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 just not understanding and 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 again it's you know what you said Coast, it's not necessarily our fault um, our parents necessarily didn't teach us uh, the school system failed us when it came to trying to figure out how to to manage our money and what is right and what is wrong and and but you know it's also really interesting cuz is is that we talked about this yesterday there's a lot more millionaires the majority of millionaires in the United States reside in the Midwest and and and, and a lot of it has a lot to do with with the fact that and we talked about it yesterday you were visiting somebody out over in the Midwest and and what was really interesting and I know people out in the Midwest and these are very wealthy individuals. And I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not going to put a blanket over everybody and say this, this applies to everyone in the Midwest, but a lot of individuals that I've spoken with who are very wealthy are, are living in, in areas of the Midwest where it takes them about 45 minutes to get to where they need to go, either to watch a movie, to go grocery shopping, or whatever it may be. Um, they live on a very nice piece of land with a beautiful home, great scenery, but they really are you know, pretty much away from a lot of the, the entertainment or the spoils or possibly the draw-ins, the financial, the, the financial uh, um, uh, vacuums 
that that typically you you would find in a in a cosmopolitan area like a Los Angeles, Orange County, San Francisco, New York, where if you're lazy and you're hungry and you feel you, you don't feel like cooking, you can just go ahead and call a Uber Eats or or just step into your car in, in your pajamas and you know within 30 seconds you're somewhere. You know, so it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different, but it's it's something that that we oftentimes don't hear. I mean, you know, we'll talk to an individual and and uh, very, very seldom, if I'd probably say never, you know, a lot of individuals, they just don't look at us and say, dude, I'm broke. I'm broke and I just don't know how to make it. Um, but then again, I think we do find a lot of, a lot of people because who, who uh, they, they don't necessarily say it, but they, it's one of the main reasons why they just don't necessarily come to our workshops because they know that they can't make it, you know? Well, yeah, if you don't have, um, you can you can own a gun and not have ammunition, you're not going to go to the shooting range and try to shoot the gun because what's the point? You don't, you don't have anything to shoot with. So <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good analogy, I think. What other um, things do people not want to admit, Sam? You know, I'm, I'm just kind of shooting from, from personal experience. I mean, I, I mentioned, you know, I, I mentioned the, the substance abuse thing only because that's the first thing that came to mind. And, and um, you know, we've had, we've 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 had um experiences where you know people uh have retirement assets in place you know and, and lots of it and uh it may not be you know multi-millions but they they have a decent amount and yet they struggle because um they they have habits that uh violate the um you know the spending level that they should not be exceeding but they do because they have a nasty habit of some kind <laughs> you know they may you know, I mean, there's one particular individual who, you know, has a budget for um, uh, for beer monthly, and it's it's no, you know, fifty to hundred dollars. It's it's like you know approaching, uh, you know, um, seven hundred fifty thousand, or I'm sorry, seven hundred fifty dollars a month. And uh, the person just says, you know what, I I just can't, I I don't know how to get rid of that habit. It's it's a social thing, and and I just need to stick with it. So um, you know, it's uh. It's, it's things like that. And that didn't come out for, you know, a long time with this one particular individual. Yeah, you but, know, uh, um, a, a very well-renowned martial artist told me that uh, if you want to find someone's weakness, look at their habits. And that was one thing where I kind of took a step back one day and, and I was like, wait, look at my habits. And it could be overeating. It could be drinking. It could be, you know, um, um, anything, spending money on chocolate, spending money on our kids. Um, you know, too much. And these habits, you look at it and it's like, well, how is that a habit? Because it makes me, it, it you know, I'm, it makes me happy doing so, or I, I enjoy doing it. But when you take a look at it, um, there's definitely a weakness in there. And, uh, and, and, and our habits do sometimes contribute to the, the, the failures that we, we typically end up seeing, you know, 10, 15, 20 years later. So, well, I mean, okay, so let's just throw a story out here. I mean, um, you know, we can talk about our our Denny encounter, right, Sam? You know what I'm talking about. And this is a this is an actual story um, of someone that um, you know that we know who um, had a plan. I mean, he 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 knew how much he needed, and um, let's just let's just say hypothetically because we don't want to throw you know actual real numbers out there just to. Uh, you know, we don't divulge private information here, but let's just say his his um, his plan spending was going to be about five thousand a month, and then he had uh, uh, because he he left um, a, a, his place of employment, and they they had given him an offer to leave because they wanted him out of there, 
and um, they they agreed to to pay this individual um, a certain number of years of severance pay. So this person literally woke up the next day and did not have to go to work anymore, yet he was still getting paid for a number of years. All he needed was 5000 a month to live on, and um, he's getting his salary without actually going to work. And all of a sudden, um, we get a, f- a phone call that, um, you know, he, he needs um, a significant amount of cash uh, in addition to the, the income that he's already getting by not working. Um, and um, this habit just seems, you know, it starts compounding. And uh, long story short, you know, a few years goes by and he has uh, significantly reduced his um, retirement assets because um, he's basically almost tripled. I would say not almost, he's tripled his spending from the days that he actually physically worked. And so had to uh, have a, a sit down with, with the gentleman and, 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 you know, try to try to find out what's going on. But, um, and he's very tight lipped and didn't want to, um, you know, actually uh, confront whatever was going on. He, he, he kept it hidden and, um, but he, he agreed that he had to do something and he was going to do something only to, uh, you know, give me a call again and, um, and just say, Hey, uh, you know, I actually need another, another uh, tranche of money. And, and, um, and it kept, it just kept going on after, after that meeting at, uh, at Denny's not that long ago. And he's continuing his habits. And in, in fact, he's, he's amplifying it. So instead of going in the direction that he knew he had to go to try to correct his ways, he actually decided to continue the uh, demise <laughs> and, 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 you know, accelerate it. So, uh, and, 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 and I think, you know, there, there is some sort of substance abuse issue going on there because there's just no way based on the amount that, that, uh, this person has taken out that it could be related to, um, to really anything else. It's just, it's just out of control, out of control, but yeah, again, we're going to get people like that, you know, and that's the thing is that we can't, you know, I mean, you're going to look at, you're going to look back and say, what'd you do over the last 40 years? You know, there's not much an individual can do. It's going to be up to them. Let's move along. There's quite a few more. So, uh, you know, things retirees just ain't going to tell you the very first one is, yeah, we're broke, you know, geez, it sucks. We're broke. But the next one is, is pretty interesting too. It's, it's retirement is more stressful than it looks. And Coz, this is something that that does come up. You know, we we get some people, and they'll say they absolutely enjoy retirement, right? And but but at the same time, studies are showing that retirement is actually ranked tenth on the forty three major life event lists that cause stress. Tenth, I mean, there's so so there's thirty three more things that that um, that it beats out as far as stress is concerned. And you know, you look at it; it's not retirement. Just isn't all about waking up and just chilling all day long. One day, like you wake up, you don't work anymore. You know, it, it's it's the fact that money's not necessarily coming in. Is that stream of income that's not necessarily coming in from a source that you work for? But I look at it more importantly is that you know it's it's more stressful because there's a, there was a structure. People like structure when they were working. They like routines when they were working. They like to go ahead and wake up at seven thirty in the morning, drop off the kids, get to work by nine o'clock. Go to lunch at 12, 12.30, hang out with the buds, you know, at the, the water cooler, and then you leave at 4 35 o'clock only to go ahead and do it again. It's just a routine, and they got used to that routine. And for a lot of people, work defines them, right? Work really defines they were important at work. And when they're important at work, they may not necessarily be as important at home. I mean, at work, they were the person that knew every answer to everything. And it's a little bit different. So, you know, retirement has become a little more stressful to some people. And what we do find is that for a lot of the individuals that, of course, have not necessarily saved enough, it becomes even more stressful. 
And uh, we kind of talked about it prior, you know, in the, in the other one, in the other uh, aspect of, of being broke. But, but I mean, I think, Coase, I mean, don't you think that, you know, when you see individuals, a lot of times they'll say to us, they'll say, you know, I can't wait to be retired and it's just going to be awesome. And a lot of times we're kind of like sitting on the other side of the table going, I hope you have your steps ready for retirement because it, it, it's a great thing. It's awesome if you're prepared. But at the same time, you know, it's a brand new type of culture. It's a brand new way of life. And if you're not prepared for it, it could be very stressful. Yeah, well, there's a story that goes along with that, Sam. And remember the guy that um, he had way more than more than enough money to retire, and and um, yet he wouldn't. You know, the, the the company that he worked at wanted him to leave, and they were willing to offer him a really good se- uh, separation package, and he just wouldn't take it. <laughs> and, <laughs> I had um, a feeling you were going to bring that one up. Yeah, and and so we're we're you know, in, in the beginning, it's not obvious like why you know, and and. Do you remember us having conversations about it and saying, gosh, just, you know, he, he just doesn't want to leave. And it's, it's like, why wouldn't he, you know, he's getting an offer that you just can't refuse. And yet he just wants to keep working and he's not, he's not young. He's, he's getting up there in his years. I'm not going to mention any age. We'll end up insulting half the listeners, <laughs> but he, um, we figured out, right, Sam, that it was probably the fact that he didn't want to go home and, and spend all this time every day having to deal with his, his spouse. And, and that, and that, in fact, turned out to be what's, what the reason was. And, and I can understand that. It's not, uh, it's not meant to demean, um, you know, people uh, <laughs> that, you know, that may be in the same situation or, or know that they're the ones that, um, uh, that, that, that they are themselves the reason why their, their spouse doesn't want to retire. But it happens, you know. And, you know, I, I, I remember in my own family, you know, when my father retired and he was a gardener. And so all of a sudden he's, he's at home all the time. And it was funny because I'd come home to visit and, um, you know, it, more than half the time when I would pull up in the driveway, he'd be sitting in the garage <laughs> on his rolling chair and, and, and he, he wouldn't necessarily be sitting there to, uh, to do, to actually get some, some work done in the garage. He's just sitting there. He's looking out at the sky. I go, Hey dad, what are you doing in here? And he goes, Oh, you know, this is this is the only place that I can stand being because <laughs> your your mom's driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he loved her. You know they they had a good they had a good marriage and um you know they and and they had a good retirement. But um you know I, I mean that was just just the reality and and it happens a lot. It's not you know these are just two examples. But Sam, you and I very very well know there's been you know many more situations oh, like that that came across your table, and it's funny, it's comical, but at the same time, it's also real, and uh, that's you know that's well, not yeah, spoken of. It's you know, not- when you think about it, uh, on a Monday through Friday, you think about it for 35 years, you have a Monday through Friday, and you have two individuals that don't necessarily see each other until well, they see each other briefly in the morning, and then they see each other in the evening for about three four hours before they turn into you know for for their night, uh, for their, for their sleep and rejuvenation. And, and then they spend their Saturday and Sundays together and, and that's really it. And then all of a sudden one day they wake up and they're going to be with each other 24 seven. And if there isn't a game plan for that, you know, if there's not any habits that were formed, uh, between the couples, like maybe, you know, playing golf with one another or joining a bingo club or doing things that they both like, it's going to be, you know, really difficult just from the experience that we've, we've, uh, we've seen is that you just can't sit down and watch TV all day long. You might end up driving each other crazy. So um, it, it does add to the stress. And, and to, to your point, you know, that individual 
Um, we didn't necessarily know the inner workings that was going on, but it did seem that after a while, it appeared that the reason why he didn't want to leave the company was, was unfortunately he, 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 um, he didn't necessarily want to always be at home. Um, and that goes for a lot of individuals. Cause I remember my aunt, my aunt was, you know, she's, she was always, you know, wearing the uh, pristine outfits. Her hair was always nicely, you know, dressed. And I mean, she was just always, she always looked good. And, and then she just, uh, she had you know, all these kids and, and then she, she retired. And I remember going over to her house one day to say hi. And then as she opened the door, <laughs> I couldn't recognize her. <laughs> her was haggard. Was frazzled. She was oh. haggard. And I was like going, auntie, what's going on? And she had about four of her grandkids, four or five of her grandkids that were just running wild in the house. And she goes, I <laughs> left work for this. He goes, That's <laughs> not what I'm, he goes, I want know, my job back. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're thinking, wait, retirement's great. I can see my grandkids all the time. But then at the same time, they're, you know, they didn't know that that their children had plans for them in retirement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that now that happened. You just reminded me that happened in my, my um, you know, not far away family. Um, my aunt went through that. She ended up becoming a caregiver or caretaker for, you know, two, uh, two little boys that were just running around all over the place. So, yeah, it can be stressful. It can be stressful. That's another thing that people ain't going to tell you is how stressful it can be. And, you know, the, the other thing too is, is um, you know, the other thing that, that we might want to mention things retirees just ain't going to tell you is that, uh, you know, <laughs> and this is interesting, is, you know, individuals, especially not very funny, um, you know, they're extremely lonely. You know, they're, they're going to say, you know, so what are the things that you just don't tell us in a very private conversation, if they're really being honest, one of the things that come up is they're very lonely. Um, they spend way too much time by themselves. And again, it comes back to their structure when they were working. When they were working, they had friends. They knew of company gossip they knew of other people's lives and they kind of experienced mexico and hawaii and argentina and all parts of the globe through their co-workers because their co-workers went on vacation and they showed them pictures and they kind of fantasized about going to these great places and they saw beautiful beaches and wonderful forests and great mountains and just great scenery all of that just stops and their communication with people because yeah. here's one thing i find out that a lot of individuals that i i discovered from my own personal experience, as well as from people that, that I've met, you know, is, is that once they leave a company or leave the workforce, that group that you were, you thought you were really close with, you, you end up finding out, and I'm not, I'm not saying this happens all the time, but you end up finding out that you weren't necessarily close with them on a personal level. And what ends up happening is that they, 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 their relationship kind of sours and deteriorates. And, and this individual that you spoke with on a regular basis uh, is an individual that maybe you only speak to once every six months now, or maybe not even, you know, that. And, uh, and so of course, a lot of it has a lot to do with what your own children have, have as far as plans are concerned for when you retire. So when you retire, you're going to be watching their kids. So you don't, you're too busy to go ahead and pick up the phone and get your hair done or play golf or go out for lunch with the girls or the guys, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's, well, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one guy that we met, Sam, that, um, you know, he was, he was a loner. He didn't have any friends, didn't have any kids. No, no, you know, just, it was just by himself, but he was happily retired. And we figured out that he had a love affair with sushi and that's all, that's all that mattered to him. Sushi. So he'd go out every night, have sushi. And as long as he had a sushi and that was his, his friend. And so he would just be happy. And so there's those kinds of people too, you know, kind of yeah. odd, but he had a love affair with food 
and that's what made them happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's a function of your plan and what, if it's simplified and, uh, you know, but, but going on along with this. Uh, and he no was rough. the guy that would always say, Oh, sushi. I love sushi. Remember him? <laughs> I remember him. Maybe, st- maybe we still have that, uh, that sound, that sound bite. But, you know, I mean, going into this, I mean, a little more detail on it is that roughly one in 10 people age 65 and older report they have, or they are very lonely. And, uh, you, you know, you, you look at it, the, the problem with this and what we want listeners to understand is that um, loneliness can lead to health problems and premature death. And uh, that's not one way you want to go ahead and spend, spend your retirement. And so, you know, but what are the, some of the solutions is really just, you know, trying to get out there and, and, and start picking up a hobby, start enjoying or, or find a friend, find um, a friend. You know, Absolutely. we have, we have a, um, an elder gal that uh, went from uh, LA and sold her house and moved out to um, the wine country. I think like out near Temecula, Marietta, that area. And uh, you know, I, I just never, um, you know, usually pe- people, uh, women at that age, uh, they, they're just kind of like settled and they, they, uh, they don't choose to find, um, a mate. Um, but this particular person, um, uh, actually turned out to be a very sociable person, found a boyfriend and, and is just, you know, very, very happy. She's like a little, a young girl in, in her teens and all excited about this new man in her life. And so, uh, but, uh, again, you know, we, she never revealed anything to us about how she felt about dating again at that, you know, at her age of, um, I forget how old she is now, but, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's well beyond, uh, um, sixties. And, and so it could always be, uh, there could always be a social experience, um, um, in the works, <laughs> a social experience, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so moving along, you know, we, we, we have all these, uh, the, these, I mean, I got a bucket, I got a bucket filled with this stuff, but you know, the, the other part is, um, that, that we discovered is that, uh, re, you know, re, retirees are planning on moving into their kid's home. You know, that's one thing that they're not going to tell you is that ultimately we're looking to go ahead, move in with you. And not all of them, a lot of them want to stay in their own home, but a lot of them will end up living with their, with their children in some form or fashion. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is more than 43 million adults in America care for someone 50 years or older. And that's a lot. Forty three. That's, well, that's that's happening in my family. Um, yeah, you know yeah. my my mom is uh, uh, she'll be she'll be uh, she'll be ninety three, and I guess next week. And uh, you know my sister uh, does a lot of the the caregiving for her, but you know they live together now because uh, my mom needs that help. Exactly, exactly. And you know the thing is, is that wherever the retiree lives, right? Caregiving. If you're a caregiver for that particular retiree, and Again, it doesn't pertain to anybody and everybody, but um, it can be a financial drain on the provider. And I do know, you know, I do know that um, close to my family, there, you know, it's 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 pretty close in that, you know, you have an individual who's currently working but also is caring for their own mom. Oh, that's 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 really a hard combination to me. Really hard, very very yeah, hard. Yeah, in, in our situation, in my family situation, we're very fortunate that my parents had the um, you know the, the the advanced planning and, and wisdom to make sure that um, uh, my mom had a long term care policy, and just recently it kicked in and. It's really helping out. I mean, you know, not going to say how much we we get, but it's a significant amount, and it's a significant stress reducer, and um, it's just you know, it's fantastic. But those decisions had to be made literally like twenty five years before um, the retirement. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Um, Long term care insurance they, is very yeah, important. 
they prepared very well and very wisely. And, um, you know, my, and it's interesting, Sam, um, you know, I guess I'm off on the tangent here a little bit, but, um, my mom doesn't understand the benefit of that decision she made 25 years ago when she got the policy. It is really for the benefit of, of my sister and myself. Um, we're the, we're, we're the beneficiaries of that decision. We're the ones you know, that enjoy, um, having our stress and, um, financial pressures reduced because of that decision made to buy a long-term care policy 25 years ago. Um, so. Whoa, yeah, that? absolutely. It's foresight, you know, that's foresight there. And, and whether it was an accident or if it was on purpose, the fact of the matter is um, it was a very good decision. And sometimes those decisions really play a significant role in people's lives. And, you know, I, I go back to the scenario that, that I have is that, you know, I know the individual, they work as well as take care of their mom. And, and I know that that person's daughter who I'm very close with, um, one day they visited their, their, the caretaker, the mom, um, the mom taking care of the mom. So, so uh, she saw she saw her and how 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 distraught she looked, how weak she looked, um, and she was coming out of the house on her way to work for another shift, and it destroyed her. It just absolutely destroyed her. And the, you know the sad part is is that this individual also has you know a lot of and I'm not you know I'm not going to say that that um, the burden is completely 100% hers, but at the same time, what happens is that you know some of the siblings that are involved they don't, they don't necessarily. It's not. It's not necessarily their their fault, but you know they 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 feel in the back of their mind that their mom has a caretaker, and if they have a caretaker, they can kind of go on with their regular lives and and uh, but not necessarily realizing that their sister is going through significant pain, um, not only taking care of their mom but also having to go ahead and go to work too. So it it's it's something you know it, it's a it's it's a tough thing. It's it's a well tough the, the the caregiver often predeceases the person they're caring for, you know, yeah. because of that stress. I'm not saying it happens. Um, it, I'll, I'll say it happens more often than you think. And um, so that's, you know, that's just, um, that's how much stress there is and having to care for, um, you know, uh, another, another person, let alone someone who's elder and has lost a lot of their abilities. So, uh, you know, that pretty much concludes what we're talking about today, even though we can talk some more in great detail about more things that retirees ain't going to tell you. But, uh, you know, at this particular stage, because we're hearing the call of the open road, and maybe we'll revisit this particular topic again in another podcast. What do Absolutely. you say? Absolutely. It's good. Great topics. So, all right. Well, the guy, the, the, the audience is listening to this right now. They know there's other things, I'm sure, that aren't being said out loud. And if they want to contact you and just have this discussion, because anybody that's approaching retirement needs to be thinking about this, how do they get a hold of you guys? Just dial 800-640-8105. Again, that number is 800-640-8105. All right. um, That's easy enough to dial. (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you guys so much. This was a great podcast. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Financial Liberty Project podcast with Sam Legaspi and Ko Sukamoto. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Sam and Ko's come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at the Financial Liberty Project, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. It's that time again where the call of the open road makes its way. We hope good fortune finds you on your own personal road. And until next time, we thank you for listening to the Financial Liberty Podcast click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available.